Welcome back to the Magic of the Spheres podcast. This is Sabrina Monarch, and this is a show about spiritual lifestyle and personal evolution. I'm an evolutionary astrologer, a clairvoyant, and a thought leader, and I started this podcast to have eclectic and impactful conversations about astrology as well as all things spiritual and personal development. Welcome if you're new here. What you're about to listen to is an audio version of a video forecast that I shared to my YouTube channel, Sabrina Monarch, so you can also find me there. This podcast is a place where I share interview conversations with magical and inspiring people. I share solo episodes, creative writing, and I also share these weekly forecasts that I write. So I invite you to tune in and enjoy this transmission about the astrology of the week ahead. Hey, this is Sabrina Monarch of monarchastrology.com bringing you the astrology forecast for July 6th to July 12th, 2022. Happy to be back for an audio version of the forecast. I've been a little bit in and out due to traveling abroad and I'm happy to be back this week. This week features a few Cancer Aries squares with Mercury and the Sun in Cancer and Jupiter and Chiron in Aries which suggests that there are some experiences in the field around insecurity and the potential of developing in relevant ways through or past those insecurities. The Cancer Aries square can hold the resonance of both actively building a nest, actively creating security in whatever ways you do that, as well as jumping out of the nest and taking that leap to leave a place of comfort which one cannot stay in forever and fully live. Some of the nests we jump out of were quite idyllic, magical, and supportive for growth, while others were limiting restraints or constraints that we had the courage to decondition from and cast off. Aries experiences insecurity in the way of constantly generating novel impulses, which one cannot be sure how they will turn out. It is a drive of wanting to act on these new impulses and the inner experience of generating the willingness to do something first even as there may be very little personal or collective track record as to how the endeavor is going to pan out. There can also be a great amount of innocence here with this sign, which can be charming and inspirational to others who then follow Aries' quite innocent, instinctual lead. Cancer is concerned with emotional safety, and our emotional safety often has to do with the imprinting of our personal history, our family of origin, our childhood, and so on. The patterns that we learned in this life and, you know, quite potentially in prior lives as the south node of the moon that I work with a lot in evolutionary astrology will indicate, you know, our past life kind of patterning. But the moon cancer, this archetype relates to the kind of web of our own emotional patterns that we are housed in to the point that sometimes they're quite unconscious, like we are a certain way because of our family. And some of these things are meaningful to us. You know, it's like, um, I love, for example, that I grew up in a family environment that really supported learning and reading and writing. And that's such a huge part of my life now, right? So 
we inherit these things from our family dynamics or our early life um, that become part of our personality. And then, of course, anyone doing spiritual personal development is unwinding some of the patterns that they learned in childhood or, you know, kind of adapted from their parents, adopted from their parents. And this is part of the cancer archetype. Like what is part of our emotional body because of our experience when we were quite young. You know, I like to think of like a baby duckling too, who the first duck that they see, it's like, are you my mother? Right? There's this like imprinting quality that happens with cancer. So with cancer, something out of the norm of our own history or own familial experience can feel new and therefore insecure. The tension of the Cancer Aries squares is about the insecurity of grappling with new impulses, but the opportunity is that of expanding how we can feel a sense of home, home at the frontier, home within ourselves as we map new points in reality, which we never dared to before. Hello, currently from Crete. It is such a paradise here and an astrological homeland. I have some mic issues that are making it quite difficult to make YouTube videos. And luckily, it's working pretty well for audio. So I'm here, but I'm not going to be back on YouTube until August when I return. I regularly share these forecasts in written version, video, and audio to Magic of the Spheres podcast, which is where you're listening now. So if you'd like to hear these forecasts, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast You can sign up on my mailing list and receive the written versions to your email every week and so on. So I'm going to keep announcements short for this week. The main announcement um, is that I'm writing an audio novella that I'm sharing as I write it called Hungry Ghosts of Paradise, and that is available on Magic of the Spheres podcast, and currently 14 chapters are out. It is a personal project of soul retrieval and storytelling, and I've been getting a lot of animated and excited feedback about it and the impact that it's having on others. So thank you so much for your listenership, and um, I hope that you enjoy it. And the Evolutionary Astrology Intensive is currently in session, but stay tuned for the next course dates for when you can join that journey again. Here's our week. July 6th, 2022, Venus in 16 degrees of Gemini will sextile Chiron in 16 degrees of Aries at 10, 17 a.m. Pacific. This might be a moment of balm, a balm of having options, so a healing balm, if you will, in relationship to a place we have simply been frustrated or thwarted. A memorable Cameron Allen teaching from Norwalk this year that I keep thinking about and have already told you about, but I'll keep saying it probably. And this is a, from a talk about holistic health and astrology. He says that instead of taking the orientation of, I can't figure this out, such as we have tried a bunch of remedies and nothing seems to work, we take the orientation that I don't have understanding yet. If we apply this to this transit, Chiron and Aries may be the complex, the psychological complex, or the health issue we have some frustration, Aries, around for not having figured it out yet. Venus in Gemini is light, flexible, curious, open-minded, and may bring grace to the situation through a new kind of open-heartedness to approach the mystery of the situation with greater possibility, greater collaboration with the invisible knowledge that we have yet to encounter. I don't have understanding yet. 
July 7th, 2022, Vesta stations retrograde in six degrees of Pisces at 2.33 p.m. Pacific. Vesta stations close to the royal fixed star Fomahol, a star that relates to mysticism and storytelling. Vesta is an asteroid that corresponds to Hestia, the hearth, as well as sacred space, devotion, fire tending and fire gatherings, and tantra. At a most obvious level, storytelling around a fire would be a literal manifestation of this Vesta station. But this is just an energetic. Some more options for us to think about is how storytelling soothes and centers us at a profound level, or how the way we cultivate the story of our lives can be a sacred ritual act. A few ways to think about this. Our lives have a narrative arc, and having inspiration or vision is like an orientation that we reach toward. To be able to feel into an inspired trajectory and actually lean into it is a visionary action. Our past also holds stories, some of which are refined and processed into gems, but many of which may be untended to or frozen in sour conclusions. To imagine our past differently or to apply the insight of time, aging, and wisdom to the confusions of the past or maybe something even transpersonal, some new, you know, higher level wisdom, may have a healing quality that is more powerful than its immediate implications would suggest. An illuminated awareness of the past that is generative can also illuminate self-forgiveness, celebration, and new pathways forward. It can deeply relax our nervous system and the places that we're still holding um, pain or constriction around how we have labeled the experiences of our past. July 8th, the sun in 16 degrees of Cancer will square Chiron in 16 degrees of Aries at 6.22 a.m. Pacific. There could be something here about dialing in a better relationship with the moment of personal time that we are in, the developmental phase we are in, even while there are simultaneous drives to want to be free of it. Perhaps you can relate to a special era in the past, maybe one you never wanted to end, or maybe you did want it to end, but now you look back at it fondly because you can see it with greater perspective. Those are interesting, I think, because um, there's this way of like rattling against the cage of time, like just really not being okay with the passage of time, you know, wanting it to be another frame of time. And this type of consciousness becomes a self-imprisonment. And to really relax into the reality of the moment and the possibilities of the moment is, I think, more than just the, you know, be present or be here now, which we hear a lot of, but to really kind of drop into it as a kind of homemaking with the frame of time that you are currently in. Any season of life can be special. It's often our mental judgments and perceptions that influence whether or not a season in life makes that cut. But as a form of homemaking with time itself, it could be profound to actually recognize the value of this era and to at a higher level understand its importance. Whether you find yourself in some kind of preparation or incubation stage or a full-on flight expression stage and integration stage and so on. 
here's where storytelling and personal mythos helps because it gives us a way of imagining how we tell our story, not just the one that we come from or where we imagine we're headed, but the vision of where we are right now. And it's not just an objective fact. It is also something that is deeply interpretive and the nature of that interpretation will influence our mood and what we believe is possible. For many people, there can be a constantly operating hum of some kind of discontent with time itself, wanting something from another season past or wanting something else imaginary. This type of consciousness splits us from fulfillment and home in the moment. It could be profound to actually tune into the mythos of this present season. Now, it's not so black and white. It's not like you can't think about the past or imagine things you want in the future, but recognizing if there is a sense of home or presence with this moment, or if the way of thinking about the future or thinking about another time is a a kind of dissociative pattern more than it is about weaving threads of connection between time. Mercury and Cancer, square Jupiter and Aries, 11.14 p.m. Pacific, same day. Another Cancer-Aries square, this Mercury-Jupiter transit can emphasize some of the themes I mentioned in the Sun-Chiron square, adding in the support of storytelling. Mercury works with details, and Jupiter works with the bigger picture. Thematic overview. When Mercury and Jupiter interact, we can see the connections between details and how they add up to a larger story. Stories are, however, an interpretive art, as the same objective event could be seen from an infinite number of angles. So some thoughts on the friction we might see here with the square between Mercury and Cancer and Jupiter and Aries. Jupiter and Mercury are making a first quarter square, an opening square like the first quarter moon after a new moon. This phase first quarter relates to a crisis in action, meaning there is now some impetus to make a decision but we might still feel relatively new or unexperienced in the place we are pressed to make a decision. Courage and willingness to try new things are emphasized. Jupiter and Aries already represents a new burst of vision, a possibility of having greater faith in our own will and our capacity to be victorious. Mercury and Cancer could relate to the ways that we are needing at this time to integrate and make home with new inspirations or visions Perhaps we have a big new impulse or instinct, Jupiter and Aries, but it does not feel fully integrated in our emotional body, Cancer. Mercury and Cancer could relate to the process of beginning to think and speak in greater harmony with the vision, even if it means we think and speak in ways we have not tended to before. On July 10th, 2022, the sun in 18 degrees of Cancer will sextile Uranus in 18 degrees of Taurus at 1.39 a.m. Pacific. And then July 12th, the sun in Cancer will sextile the north node in 22 degrees of, or 20 degrees of Taurus at 8.45 p.m. Pacific. So I will delineate for the sun in Cancer sextiling the Uranus north node conjunction that is currently in operation. We could think of nervous system regulation not as simply coming back to a baseline, while that is also valuable, but as a more holistic capacity of integrating disruption or shocks. Think agility. Think of commonplace situations you get thrown off or flustered versus what it would be like to be able to respond authentically in the moment. 
right? So not just coming back to a baseline, which means the capacity to keep things the same, the capacity to be in homeostasis. What about adapting to something new and actually changing, but feeling like you are with yourself in the change as opposed to feeling split off from yourself and fragmented in that process of change? When we do get flustered, dysregulated, or thrown off anyway, tracking what happened and integrating the experience can help us the next time. Sometimes, maybe often, people skip this form of digestion because it feels too shame-inducing or too cringe, okay? (laughs) But let's not be so precious here to be sober here. Um, That could be supportive to development. Imagine gently working with a child who is learning something and making mistakes, as opposed to withholding attention and love only when they do it right. Our awkward growing pains need our compassion and presence too. And again, it is the mind or perception that labels these frames of time as insert judgment here. So this is very, you know, when the sun and Uranus come together, there is a high level of sight and maybe even self-awareness that is like, being aware of all your little awkward mannerisms or all the kind of scripts and paradigms that were going through your mind when you were having a conversation and negotiating something with someone. It's like a very high-level electric site, and that's deeply awkward sometimes. And so, of course, resonance and alignment feels really amazing, right? It feels like everything's kind of streamlined and like, perfect in some sense, and it makes sense. Um, There's times where there's dissonance and things feel jarring, or we have an intention, or we're like moving in a direction, but there's some disturbance in the field, or it doesn't feel exactly like, like there's just a weirdness or something like that. And I think that it takes a certain level of bandwidth to just sit with that and see it and be okay with it. Right? Like, I think um, when people are really intentionally working on changing a pattern, a personal pattern, say, like people pleasing. And every time that they're in a situation where they're going to resort to that personality script, noticing that it's happening and just seeing the pattern in action is alchemical. Further, making new choices, as awkward and weird as new choices feel when we're um, acting differently than our norm, there's like an electricity in the air as we notice ourselves or observe ourselves. And it can feel just a little bit electric and sometimes in ways that takes um, self-compassion. I hope this is making sense. So in short, develop the capacity to be with your own development. Develop the capacity to be with your own development and find insight adjustment when needed. This is a type of emotional bandwidth that people cut short with excessive shame. And shame can work like a freeze response, not allowing response or growth. Right, and think about the part of you that adjusts so that you um, grow in a meaningful way? What is it like when that part of you is actually very deeply compassionate as opposed to um, a really mean, ruthless, like coach energy that's driving you to be perfect or something like that? You know, there's different ways to be present with ourselves in the 
electric awkwardness of being. Then Mercury in 16 degrees of Cancer will square Chiron in 16 degrees of Aries at 9.07 p.m. Pacific. This transit follows the earlier Sun square Chiron. Now we have Mercury square Chiron, which could imply that we gain mental awareness or clarity, Mercury, later in the week around something that was just felt earlier in the week, illuminated as a feeling, Sun and Cancer, but maybe not a feeling that we could mentally understand. The need to mentally understand feelings could be a form of personal tyranny, however, to subject the raw, primordial, instinctual, irrational part of ourselves. It is like when scientific articles come out to say that it benefits children to be held or that dogs have feelings, as though we needed people with specific socially sanctioned credentials to verify that. The degree to which we are insecure about our own intuition will relate to the degree at which we need external validation or proof. This being said, it is not wrong either to gain clarity or understanding about a mysterious feeling, just magical when there is some spaciousness for that process to happen organically and with truth, instead of using the mind in a controlling fashion to clamp down on experience to label it, to mitigate the insecurity that we feel. The tension and opportunity of Mercury and Cancer here forming an opening square to Chiron and Aries is that we may find some of our own personal ways of understanding and navigating what is emerging within us in a way that is more sovereign or intuitive than ever before. Then we have Venus in 24 degrees of Gemini, trying Saturn retrograde in 24 degrees of Aquarius at 9.28 p.m. Pacific. Something beautiful that I could see about this transit is that seemingly casual conversations we have with people who we feel lit up by are yielding greater breakthroughs and understandings at this time. Venus in Gemini is conversational and connects through sharing ideas and perspectives, while the trine to Saturn in Aquarius suggests a greater paradigm and connection to these perspectives. So shared light bulb moments. Right? Like, I think there's always a way that conversation can be brought to a higher level. Like, there's low level conversation, which is um, static chatter, um, people kind of going in the loops that they're always in. Now, I know this sounds very judgmental of me, but the sense of talking, but nothing is really being said, right? And people are just kind of deep in like an ego process and it doesn't feel relevatory or magical. Um, as opposed to conversation that's a little bit more dropped in or a lot more dropped in to a person's heart space, right? And then the kind of magical aspect of reality that we walk around as oracles filling in information for each other. That something that I say in this forecast is impacting you. Something that you say to a friend or to someone in passing in a conversation that's a little bit more dropped in and have has a little bit more resonance or a lot more resonance than normal goes on to really be an oracle for that person in their day. And we don't always know that we're having that impact. Gemini is a very um, social butterfly kind of energy. It pollinates, ideas spread. And when I think about Saturn in Aquarius, it can be the ways that we are bogged down in some kind of collective groupthink and our ideas are just repeating the wheel and it's not inspired and it's just collective trauma dumping, or when 
the things that we are tuning into, the streams of consciousness that we're tuning into are actually quite unique and refined or high level or genius in some way. And we have access to this, right? Like Saturn in Aquarius is about that deconditioning process from the collective group think um, and being able to navigate reality with responsibility because of a higher level of awareness that can see beyond the normal ways of looking at things or the paradigmatic limitations of looking at things. This is something that I feel I've really enjoyed from traveling is that because I'm in new places every week or so, there's a new process by which every week I'm finding out where things are or how to operate appliances or where the food is. And a lot of experiences that I'm having have not as many reference points as I tend to have at home. So there's a new kind of way of interacting with my environment that's less habitual because there is no habit for me to fall back on. And I think that in that, there's this kind of freedom. And this can happen when we are in a familiar space, but it's a change of consciousness where we look at things in a different way and our consciousness is freed. So when I'm seeing Venus trine Saturn in air signs, it feels like there could be some impactful conversation, a sense that ideas are being shared in connection and resonance that open up our sight um, and light us up in some way. It may also suggest a type of relational grumpiness we feel when we do not perceive anyone to talk freely to, or we find ourselves bored with company, right? Like we don't feel resonance. We don't feel like we can talk about the things we'd like to talk about and have people um, understand or really resonate. These moments, it can be helpful to develop the thought, the art, the philosophy, etc., alone melancholy as a gateway, and trust in the fabric of life to once again connect us with resonance in time. I would add one caveat to that because there's, there's different ways we could look at this. Sometimes we have a unique thought and no one gets us because we're in a state of genius and we're ahead of our time, you know, or we are in touch with a frequency that people in our local area are not in touch with. And it's drawing us to kind of leave and maybe go find a bigger context. And those can often, like there can be a dropped in sense in the heart of I'm tapped into something really important and meaningful. And it might be so inspirational to us that it actually sustains us through the loneliness Right? I think about writers that were creating their great works before the internet, you know, in other centuries, and how they were creating these great works in isolation and maybe had to communicate through letters, and maybe it was years and years before they met in person someone that they felt at ease with in a full, vibrant, we connect, we're on the same wavelength kind of way. And there is something about the kind of initiatory journey of loneliness related to that. And then there is the way of being disconnected or having a thought that is um, 
disorienting from reality, like it's like a paradigm that creates loneliness in an unnecessary way. And when entangled in one of those, I think that's a great space for prayer and having a prayer to unwind, to gently loosen, to come into a greater state of alignment with the heart and with true inspiration. Um, than to hold steadfast to an idea that doesn't actually feel good to organize around. So I think that is all that I have for you this week. This is where the forecast ends. I thank you for listening. Um, I was bummed that I couldn't be on YouTube, but we just have to make do. And what else? I think, um, yeah, I don't have any other announcements or anything, but I do appreciate if you rate this podcast and leave a review. Um, Doing so helps other people find it. It's magical for the algorithm. And if you have any thoughts um, or comments about this forecast and how you're feeling, because I do always love to hear from you and hear your reflections, Find my post on Instagram about it um, and leave a comment there. My Instagram is Sabrina Monarch. It is just one word, no punctuation, no extra letters. There is a trend of um, Instagram impersonator scam accounts that try to solicit people. Um, So please don't fall for that. It's just my one account at Sabrina Monarch. And I hope that you have a very generative and life-affirming week um, in relationship to taking a leap or whatever it was that you needed to hear from this missive. Much love to all of you. Thank you for listening. If you've been enjoying this podcast and you have something to say about it, I would love to read your review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. If you take a screenshot of your review before you click submit and email it to me at sabrina at monarchastrology.com, I'll send you a resource library about creating and elevating your reality. This library contains several hours of content about the intersection between kind of create your reality teachings and astrology. And it includes one of my favorite talks I've ever given called Leo and the Evolution of Alternate Realities. Thank you so much for listening. Your reviews really support the growth of this podcast as well as your word of mouth when you share this podcast with friends or post it to your stories on Instagram and tag me at Sabrina Monarch. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm.